0: Gaze. hey are you lonesome tonight can i tell you tonight
1: no. I used to sing this one called um if i stay too lady because if i don't have a wooden heart do 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 Do, 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 in German, because you just come back from Germany. I used to know all the words.
0: Are you all right, (laughs) Mum? I thought thought something had gone wrong. Obviously, we're reviewing Elvis, uh, the new movie by Baz Luhrmann, starring Austin Butler and Tom Hanks. Um, this has been, I mean, you'd have to be, you'd have to have been buried in a coffin alive to not know that this was being released. I mean, the publicity machine has gone into overdrive. The Warner Brothers machine has gone into overdrive. And for me, that's been a part or an aspect of the problem for me with this has been the oversell, the oversell. Baz Luhrmann, are you a Baz Luhrmann fan?
1: I'm not particularly. Right. Which is, which is, didn't bode well for this because, and I suddenly... We'd seen the trailer for it on Popcorn Junkies and I'd, I'd been quite enthusiastic then and then I suddenly went off the whole idea and I thought, Baz Luhrmann, I don't even like his stuff very much. For those of I you like who don't know,
0: Baz Luhrmann obviously directed things like Romeo and Juliet. Um, he did yeah. uh, The Great Gatsby, Moulin Rouge. Uh, what was the other? Moulin Rouge. Yeah, Australia. He did a movie called Australia, didn't he? Which he's turning I into a series, I believe. Yeah, yeah.
1: I don't give him unlimited sort of um, phrase. I don't, you know, to me, he's just a person who does big epic films i didn't like moulin rouge at all and i suppose that was his main sort of biggie wasn't
0: it yeah i mean i think the thing i always feel with baz Luhrmann is that you're getting baz Luhrmann rather than the actual you know he's he's an incredibly show-offy director and i think that worked really well i mean i loved romeo and juliet i think a lot of people did it was such a breath of fresh air stylistically i thought on the film scene yeah
1: i like that one yeah yeah yeah. there is that was his first
0: one are you an elvis fan yes still
1: yes I am yes. Oh. And what this film made me realize is that
0: I still am an Elvis fan. I think he's wonderful. Oh right, okay well I so I' I'm, I'm, so I'm agnostic on Baz Luhrmann. And I'm resolutely not an Elvis fan. Epic springs to mind. It's two hours, 39 minutes. So nearly three hours. So I would be lying if I didn't say, as I sat down to watch this, it was with something of a heavy heart and a huge sense of obligation to you popcorn junkies out there who've been filling my DM box with when are you seeing it? Have you seen it? Did you like it? What are you going to do about it? And all that kind of stuff. I've read a number of reviews that said this was not entirely dissimilar in execution and treatment to um, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody and I'd also heard people kind of talking about the possibility and my fear I think going into this my biggest fear and I want to know what your fear was going into it I was worried I was going to watch a sort of incredibly camp um, very obvious very cliche ridden portrait of, uh, of, of, obviously of Elvis, but as an impersonation. And that, that was my big concern.
1: As the film started, and as the voiceover came up, I thought, my heart sank a bit then, because I thought, this isn't, this isn't Elvis's film, it's Tom Hanks's film. And the whole film is going to be about, is going to be Tom Hanks. It's going to be Tom Hanks, start to finish. And up to a point, I think it, it was Tom Hanks.
0: The first thing that completely um, wrong-footed me and broadsided me was the opening shot was a direct reference and invocation of the opening shot to Citizen Kane, where yeah. he falls and the snow globe lands on the floor. And this started in a yeah. globe. And so you had and so I was really shocked and I was really surprised by that first shot because it was a direct, almost literary reference to one of the greatest films ever made, Citizen Kane, which immediately made me think in almost the first five seconds, what what was Citizen Kane about? And Citizen Kane was about the construction of a media mogul and the arc of his success and failure. And it was very, it was, it was quite a technical film about the media and about the building of a myth yeah. and the building of a man. Yeah. And in that sense, it's totally a, a totally appropriate cine-literate opening shot sequence
1: yeah. from Baz Herman yeah. at
0: the beginning of this. Immediately made me settle into my seat. Okay. And then we yeah. set. And then we set off with old Colonel Tom Parker. Is it? Is that, is that what's his name? Colonel? Yeah. Or was that the guy okay. who was in in COVID? I'm getting mixed
1: up. Colonel uh, uh, Tom Parker, but his name, he wasn't a colonel. His name wasn't Tom, and his name wasn't Parker. But yes, he, he was Colonel. And I Tom got Parker. really
0: frustrated. I thought, oh my god, here's the prosthetized head. He's really old. He's in a bed. He's going to be dancing on a drip. I thought we were going to see him dancing with a drip on. Yeah. What did you make of things yeah. at the
1: beginning? Well, yeah, I, mean, I think I said to you after I'd seen it, before you'd seen it, that you've been banging on about wigs for mm, years, yeah. being awful. And I would add to that, prostheses generally in films, they don't keep up with the acting, they don't. They let the actors down, I think. And in terms of, um, I mean, he, he gave a great performance in Actual Fact on Hanks, but he was he was timed mean, by all the amount of stuff on his face.
0: He was a bit like a character whose prosthetic face was slipping off and he was in disguise and his disguise kept falling off.
1: Yeah. And his body as well, it was so big or it wasn't so big or whatever, yeah.
0: Did you like it from the first shot? Did you like it from the get-go?
1: I thought it was a good story, yeah. Leave out the prosthetics, because one has to just ignore mm. that. I thought it was well-written. I thought the it was Elvis's story, true and as true as I remember every single detail. You know, the skinny boy from Tupelo, Mississippi, mm. who was part of a twin. You know, his twin died, and that mm. that's what they say was give this spirit was he was living and the life of two men of that. yeah exactly and all of that and also what was astonishing and this is the Baz Luhrmann trope of course as you would know is that every every shot was about 15 edits what did you think
0: of that? <laughs> I'm keeping such a poker face okay so once I got past that that opening thing with Tom Hanks because another thing that I was worried about from the trailer was Tom Hanks looking like this really sort of lumpy sort of like a cartoon mm-hmm. cartoon character in the in the yeah. in the in the wings kind of watching on in this svengali like fashion you know sort of the puppet master yeah. and all that kind of stuff i really like the way it started with all that sort of carnival i liked the immediate carnival context and the idea that tom hanks uh colonel tom parker was a carnival. yeah and and and, and yeah. i i thought and right down to the fact that there was a shot later in the film where they you saw elvis drinking and there was a shot of the geek title at the back I, I thought it was quite a rich I thought it was quite a rich setting to or backdrop against which to present the Elvis story. you know, so I was quite surprised quite quickly how this was becoming a film about the inner machinations and intricacies, if you like, of show business and and what yeah. what that process involves in terms of the promoter and the talent and how the talent starts and, and when you start with that unrefined sort of talent and then how that talent becomes moved in a certain direction to become more commercial. I, I was surprised by how detailed that was.
1: And it was detailed, yeah. wasn't
0: it? Going into it, I was, I was concerned as to how they were going to manifest or represent um, his, you know, the influence of black music on his music. Because, of course, there's many people who feel... He was the, of course, he was the white guy who was the king of rock and he, he was championed whilst all the black artists in the background were left kind of, you know, is this a man who's taking advantage or is he, you know, obviously he used black music as, as inspiration. I thought, but I thought it dealt with all of that in a, in, in a surprisingly uncliched fashion. I mean, yes, you had B.B. King on a bar stool playing his guitar. Yes, you had, I don't I forget the name of the character, the woman who was singing uh, Hound Dog from the window. I mean, she was amazing. But if- I really liked those scenes.
1: The thing that amazed me the most about it was that, and I hadn't seen this written anywhere, was that it suddenly made me remember how sexy Elvis was. And what I thought was brilliant were the scenes of the girls and where the girls first start to scream their faces. And I remember doing that. I remember Mark screaming and then thinking, what did I just do? Not at Elvis, but at the same time. And at other people, it was like suddenly, we were being offered all these gyrating pelvises everywhere and girls didn't know, especially well-brought-up girls, didn't know what to do with it.
0: I found that fascinating, like you, the the scenes with the women screaming and and I thought it was a real reminder of the fact that what now we understand to be the mainstream, i.e., Elvis. You know, we all talk about Elvis. We go, well, it's so mainstream. It's almost like it's almost a little bit uncalled yeah. to be into Elvis back in the day. And in context, he was the he was the Sex Pistols. I mean, this was this was radical. Yeah. And I think having that reminded and kicked in, and actually, that's the, that that those scenes. That scene was the point at which uh, a huge switch in my head was turned, and I thought Baz Luhrmann is the right fucking guy for the job here. This is about yeah. a moment. This is about a hugely significant moment. When, I mean, and maybe you could tell me this. I'd have thought that for for women specifically. I mean, you know, women and gay men, obviously, but this, the 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 mainstream was heterosexuality. But this must have been a yeah. radical, radical moment for women's sexual awakening, or yeah, in pop culture.
1: Yeah, it was, and the film made, reminded me of that. It captured a line it perfectly. That Tom Hanks says said it a couple of times about. Um, Uh, What you've got to do, I think it was his voice that says it, that the girls were screaming. What you've got to do is give them something that they want, but it's actually just a bit more than they can deal with. And um, but they're going to, you know, but you're giving it to them. And in that sense, they don't know what to do, and so they explode, and that's what they did. They did do that, and I can remember that feeling so much.
0: So my head and my heart was all over the place at this point. I wasn't knowing what the hell was going on because I, I thought I wasn't going to lie, I didn't like this. I didn't, and then and then and then I was, de- and then I, th- I threw my sort of my stern spotlight back on Tom Hanks, and I thought, despite his prosthetic outfit, I thought, hang on a minute, I'm believing him. I'm getting him. Yeah. Um. I yeah. I trust what the director's doing here with with uh, this character. I believed yeah. their relationship. And I'm going to come off the fence. I, I thought at that point, that it was almost like, I think he was in a, a number of different locations, but that profound scene where he shakes his kind of pants and everyone goes nuts, and the editing. One thing you have to say, if anything deserves an Oscar at next year's Oscars for editing, this film deserves it. The editing was absolutely, absolutely. sensational. Sensational.
1: Sensational. And That's what I thought. I knew that you'd you'd think that. I knew if you hated every aspect of it, yeah. you would just applaud the editing because it was fantastic.
0: And then, and then I sort of reflected on Austin Butler, and Austin Butler is sensational. Yes, he, he is. is absolutely. You se- he think
1: he's sexy? Well, um, I don't know about if mean, he's sexy. That. I
0: thought, but he took the idea that this is in any way, shape, or form like Rami Malek impersonating uh, Freddie Mercury yeah. is shocking to even suggest because.
1: This guy inhabits it.
0: This guy brought layers to Elvis Presley that I could never in a month of Sunday's imagined imagining.
1: No, thank you. I'm so pleased you said that because I thought that was true. There's been some sort of furious debate on the wings about the fact that uh, there was some spokesperson in America saying the one thing Baz Luhrmann didn't do was portray the fact that Elvis was loved as much by men straight men as he was by women mm. now he said but I and I thought well don't make a fuss about that mate because how could he have shown that it would have been impossible it had to show you one thing or the other mm. Mm. and the fact that the girls were all sort of no um, I think
0: you made absolutely the right decision in showing the girls for me yeah. it, for me this, this film this film like a slowly opening. Sort of crazy punk rose or peony yeah. as it opened, yeah. as it opened and unfurled, and the petals showed more and more and more, and they were sort of made of this sort of you know gilt-edged gold and and shiny. I I was captivated.
1: Oh, I was absolutely.
0: So I mean, I was so captivated. I was shocked. I was amazed. I was in awe, and I was I everything about this is cinema at its absolute best. This is the, I absolutely, do you agree?
1: I absolutely agree. And you,
0: you thought I was going to lie. I, I mean, I th- I think that when people talk about, oh, you can watch stuff at home, oh, this, you know, yes, the big Avengers films, the big tent poles, all that Top Gun, yet yeah, these are the obvious ones that we say go to the IMAX, go to. Now, hang on a minute. This has to be seen on a big screen. I mean, this, this, yes, is, this is.
1: I saw it twice. Do you know why? Because I couldn't believe it was as good as I thought it was. I'm not surprised. And And I thought, it's just as good. And and in a
0: a, a, a weird way, the addict in me, what I love about, or I was reminded about, it's almost like he's kind of... It's like he looked at Romeo and Juliet and then did it times 10. Because in any given scene, I loved the fact that he would forever surprise us because he'd have covered a scene with approximately 85 more shots than any other director will give you. You walk into a scene and you get one shot, you get a covering shot, you get a reverse, you get another reverse. Baz Luhrmann in this, he's giving you not only about 16 different shots, but he's also then cutting you away to archives, still photography, flash lamps, um, animation, and it's not done in a... I mean, I think there might be some people who go, it's too fast, it's too... Someone said, as a criticism, this is like a three, almost three-hour trailer. For me, that's what makes it so rich.
1: Beyond the Trailer Woman said that, and I so disagree with with that. I mean, it, it benefited from that. It it's was absolutely. absolutely astonishing cinema,
0: I thought, for yeah. that reason. It drags you... Yeah. If you so, for some, and the reason I, I sort of had that long build up is I am not an Elvis fan. And by the end of this film, I was an Elvis fan. Yeah,
1: yeah. And yeah. I, I was well, absolutely
0: flabbergasted by how successfully yeah. it did its job. I was shocked. I was surprised. I was, and what I really liked about the experience was I was reminded how we should never prejudge anything based on anything. Because. You know, and and again, you know, the whole showbiz story, I thought it was a, you know, once, you know, to, to have the lyrics of one of his most famous songs, I'm Caught in a Trap, given such redolence by the fact that he was trapped in fucking Las Vegas. Yeah, 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 they ended it on
1: that. It, was amazing. They, sort of it was amazing. It was
0: amazing. It was amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as the film went on, and um, the, uh, it, it has benefited from me seeing it twice, because in some of the, some of the, single sort of issue songs like i think the devil not the devil in disguise or i'm evil or something there were about 24 edits in one one take if Mm. you like Mm. and um i mean it was just astonishing just astonishing i thought it wasn't just the fact that he was sexy and he was doing moves he looked like nothing else he wore makeup Mm. he was pretty he was sort of that sort of um stroke thing of transfers from one sex to another you didn't know you know, like people literally looked at him and said, "What am I looking at?" Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody thought that the the whole of government would be brought down. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. it was so extreme. And I thought but all did... of that had been lost in the whole telling of the Elvis story. Everybody just remembers the fact that he was a fat old man trying to keep his trousers on. You know, has he got as he got fatter and fatter? I'm yeah, a, I'm, re-
0: I'm really pleased you say that because I was talking to Lisa about this last night, and she she's an enormous Elvis fan, and um and she was so chuffed that this is a portrait of elvis that doesn't go the classic route we've all seen the the fat elvis the hamburger eating elvis you know how he died all that kind of stuff and i thought it i thought it was classy in the way that it shifted our focus to something else about elvis and and so it's another story i mean i was getting all sorts of memories about you know or or thoughts about you know marilyn monroe it's a reminder that however big however almost unassailable or myth-like or uh, you know, a celebrity or a famous person or an idol or a pop star is, they are fundamentally just skin and bones and a human. And I thought this, for, and what I think was so clever about this film is that Baz Luhrmann being Baz Luhrmann, all these pirate like an alchemist, he sort of, he painted the most elaborately sort of, you know, garish and kind of affluent and, and over-the-top sort of portrait, but at its heart was a true, simple, human vulnerable human being in the middle of it yeah. and I think we forget yeah. that with someone like Elvis and
1: back to riches, yeah. and, back to
0: <laughs> and I really yeah. cared I really cared I mean if there's if there's a couple of beats that didn't work for me I thought the Priscilla Presley I thought his love interest that didn't really work too well and I I felt the hand of the director having to tread carefully because he wanted to keep the yeah. living family relatives happy and I thought Tom Hanks <laughs> I, let's go back to Tom Hanks I thought Tom Hanks despite his prosthetics was
1: brilliant yeah, I did. I did, Mark. I and it took a long of... to get past. Initially, it took about 10 minutes to yes. get past all the stuff. Yeah. But once I started to concentrate on what he was saying and the character of yeah. him, I mean, he was the most deceitful. I mean, didn't you think that scene where they were writing down what he would pay, yeah. um, what yeah. that man would pay him? Yeah. Unlimited um, yeah, credit. money. For your Unlimited credit to stay yeah. at Las Vegas. And you could so feel like the absolute stultification of him being there. Yes. But at the same time, he played and it's a very sort of hackneyed line that he was there because he loved being loved by the people but he so did and mm. it killed him mm. it killed him mm. the fact that he just stayed there you know with people loving him mm. and um up in his room and like an eerie and just drank himself and, and judy garland you know they, they've mm. all done it haven't they marilyn the whole bloody lot
0: and i, but I thought trouble. it was an incredibly i thought for saying you know elvis is very mainstream i thought it did a great job of reminding us that elvis was once the most radical thing to have happened in music. <laughs> yes, there's a yeah. debate a debate to be had that that music was already happening within the black community. That is a different debate, and I recognise that, and you have to name that. But within the white mainstream, he was as revolutionary as we all like to think the Sex Pistols were when they came out. It was a reminder of that. I thought it was an amazing portrait of the changing kind of, um, you know, the changing sort of sexual underlying sexual appetite of a of a of a public, of a female audience yeah. and, and a male audience. Yeah. And the threat that that posed. The threat to civilization, you know, yeah. the, the conservatism, seeing all these politicians not being able to cope with it. I loved all that.
1: Yeah, and that was so sort of um true. I mm. mean that was so true. That wasn't like, you know, it took me back to mom and Dad, you know.
0: And I think I think also the film accomplished something very, very difficult in today in today's climate, which was it's an incredibly populist film but it's he dealt with it in such a film literate fashion i was stimulated cinematically almost every second because I just didn't know what next to see. And it wasn't yeah. like, what next am I gonna see? How's he gonna trump the last thing? He was making inventive choices. He was making editorial choices. He was going to archive when something needed to be stressed. He was having a freeze frame of a woman gasping when 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 Elvis was dragged off stage that time and he kisses that woman. It was so stylistically done and some some I'm sure will say it's all the MTV of da da da. But but I tell you what, this this is this for me is one of the best most stimulating, epic, temple films I think I've seen in a long time.
1: Yeah, and me, Mark, and it was on at the Cineworld, World, which is one of these massive. For me, it's a massive fifteen-screen American type. Were, the first time I saw it, there was hardly anybody in there, but the sound and the picture are mm. enormous. Mm. And I wanted to go back and see it there because I thought it can't be shown better except yeah, yeah. in maybe IMAX or somewhere. Mm. Some of those shots, you know, that he intercuts towards the middle and end of the film. We're real Elvis shots. He cut them in. Well, I I, I thought
0: that was an incredibly powerful final trick and I thought he did it, I thought he dealt with, I thought he did it so subtly and so powerfully that when we were on that close-up of the old Elvis at the piano, in such close-up, I was struggling to work out for a long time, is that Austin or is that Elvis? And the the fact that he'd succeeded in meshing and creating that ambiguity was quite phenomenal. I
1: mean, I've often seen Baz Luhrmann interviewed and he sort of... He irritates me sort of flippity gibbet all sort of campers Christmas you can irritate me until he starts talking about this film mm. and then I think he's the magician he's absolutely you, you committed the nail to on it. he's a magician he's, okay my final thoughts are everything about it is brilliant it's spectacle pure spectacle the songs it's brilliantly presented both central performances if you can wipe out the prosthetics on Tom Hanks uh, it's it's so well written, it's brilliantly shown to us. You know, We believe that that was happening, that he was taking advantage of Elvis and Elvis didn't when he did know it was too late. He was practically it was too late, basically. Mm. But um, and the singing, the absolute sort of the thing of the women and the screaming and him being so sec- just plain sexy took me back to being 18. It really took me back to being 18 in a way that nothing I've seen has done before, which I wow. thought was quite extraordinary. That because clearly amazing. those girls that were screaming were actresses or or from the real thing. Mm. But I thought mm. my God, that's what I did. I'd scream and think, why have I, still, why have I done that? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's so altogether it was an absolute surprise. It was it's brilliant. I think it's really, really good film and I would give it ninety
0: seven. Wow, ninety seven. Okay. Um yeah. I thought it was a brilliant, brilliant film. I think it's an incredibly meticulously detailed brilliantly observed portrait about the perils of fame uh, the ways in which fame had to be ach- could be achieved in the past it's a portrait of a young man who gets lost in show business it's incredibly fascinating the inner workings of the of the, of the show business machine i thought there's all sorts of insight in there which were really which, which was really revealing austin butler is phenomenal i think he has to surely if fucking rami malik can win for freddie mercury he's got to either win or be nominated for this austin butler Camera work, sensational. Editing, absolutely sensational. Full credit. This is one of those few films where I would say, really, the editor is quite upfront and sort of in your face their job is you know often one about invisibility and not being seen and in this there's a lot of that but there's also a lot of whoa that's some pretty damn fucking nifty editing so it's beautiful and yeah i would also say that i really liked the mirror image of each other i i really like the conundrum of how much would elvis have been elvis without colonel and how much of colonel was in elvis and how much of elvis you know it was a faustian pact and I think the film was presented as such a Faustian pact in terms of the success of Elvis. Obviously, he had the voice, he had the the the, the, mu- the musicality and all of that.
1: Well, we are just two motherless children in the wilderness.
0: Exactly. I, th- th- this, this, this promoted Elvis's story to the level of Shakespeare.
1: Yeah, didn't it? Yeah. Didn't it? Ah, very, very good point. So I would point. give it,
0: I would give it, given that uh, I would give this, I would give this, I came out and said to Nadia, she has to take the kids and they have to see it as a matter of urgency. It's, a, yeah, it's an obligation. Yeah. You have Thank to you. see this film. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. You've said 97. I'm probably going to give it
1: 98.
0: <laughs> I really, <laughs> I, I thought it was absolutely sensational. It was it was a multi-sensory experience.
1: Yeah, and you can almost see why I saw
0: it again, I Yeah, bet totally, now. 100%, 100%. Um, it's a sensational film, sensational.
1: Yeah, yeah, Sensational
0: yes for more film and family fun don't forget to click the subscribe button and make sure to click the bell to never miss an update